0: excited to be able to have the opportunity to share with you what god has put on my heart today today i am so thankful for my mother she'll turn 75 years old this year and uh, she is a widow and i've already run into some of my beautiful friends that are widows in the house today can we honor them today we love you we love you you mean the world to us and I'm um, so thankful for you. I also have my grandmother that I'm celebrating today. She is 93 years old. So thankful that I still get to talk to my grandmother. And she sends me notes. She says, Michelle, I pray for you and each one of your children. Rodney, every single day I call out your name to God. What a gift, right? Grandmothers are so very important so we celebrate you today can we celebrate all the moms and the grandmoms in the house so thankful for them what a gift they are to us also I just want to celebrate all the women in the room as well all the sisters all the aunties in the house my my uh, sisters are such amazing aunts too to my children. They invest in them. They text them. They pour into them. Anybody got an aunt like that? So blessed. Yes. And sisters and teachers. So many important women in our world. So many women that I walked by this morning. They may not have a child, but they are leading the way in their servant spirit. They blessed you this morning by giving you a smile and a hug, and they lead the way in their workplace. Women that are mentoring others, women that lead our life groups, it's just amazing the opportunity that we have to stand on whatever platform God has given us, right? Whatever it is. The place that God has put you for such a time as this to make an influence and an impact for the kingdom of God. We honor you today and I love you and my heart is with you. So thankful for you. I um, have a message as Pastor Rodney said that God has put on my heart. And I looked at all my notes and I'm sure he did as well this morning because we share a Google Drive and it's a lot. (laughs) So you guys ready? But God put it on my heart. But I'm going to shorten it, okay? I'm not going to give it all. I'm not going to give it all today, but uh, all the the things that I've written down, it's way too much. But I'm just going to share my heart with you, okay? Because it's just inside my heart. And it is around this whole thought for such a time as this. Has anybody thought that recently over the past couple of years, like, God what are you doing and maybe I'm here for such a time as this anybody with me maybe I'm here for such a time as this you know I um, there's a story in the Bible that's just incredible and it's a whole book in the bible and i've been reading it this week and i encourage you to read it when maybe over the next week or two just read this book it's a phenomenal story and it is the book of esther and the story is about esther this this young jewish girl that both of her parents passed away so she was orphaned and she was adopted by her cousin her older cousin mordecai who, as she grew up in his home, and he took care of her. And he also was of Jewish faith and descent, and he worked in the kingdom of Xerxes, that was the Persian kingdom at the time. And so he worked, and he worked outside, kind of at the front of the kingdom. And he heard a lot of things that were going on inside the kingdom. Now, they, Xerxes they did not agree with or did not follow the beliefs of the Jewish people, of Jehovah God, that God was reigning and ruling in their lives. And the book of the Torah that the Jewish people would read and see that God was faithful in their past and he would be faithful in their future. But this was her, her um, cousin, Mordecai he would sit there and was working for the kingdom so he heard of this story that happened that Xerxes had gotten all worked up and he had this huge party and he asked his queen Vashti to come and perform for all the men at the party and Vashti said "Uh uh-uh no no I am not doing that I'm not going to do that. I can do other things that you asked me to do, but I'm not doing that. Because the women had their own party. And the men had their own party for a reason. She was not going to go over to their party. And guess what? She got fired. She got kicked out for being, for being the queen there in the kingdom. And so Xerxes was so upset, so worked up because he was actually, I'm sure, very drunk when he made that decision to kick her out of the kingdom. And he came back from a war and he was so distraught, he decided, I've got to replace Vashti. I need another Vashti in my life, another queen like Vashti. So he decided to have this pageant. Well, Mordecai heard about the pageant because he's right there at the front. He hears things that are happening in the kingdom. He heard they're having the pageant. He thought to himself, my beautiful little cousin, Esther, would be perfect to have in this pageant. So he talked to Esther and he told her, Esther, you cannot reveal that you are a Jew. But you can go and be a part of this pageant and see if you might win because you're so beautiful, you might become the queen of Persia. And so she did. She followed what Mordecai had, um, in, had in, told her about. She was in the pageant, and she won. So she became this queen. She replaced Vashti, and Xerxes, he loved and adored Esther. Such an interesting story, isn't it? It's kind of crazy because there came a person in the kingdom. His name was Haman, and he came against the Jews. As I was doing my research, it's almost like he was a satanic person that came against the Jews and wanted to completely take out their race. We've heard of that before, right? Someone named Hitler, that happened. So this was the same kind of person, Haman. And so Haman came and talked to Xerxes and he said, you know, I've heard about this situation happening and I think that on this day, on March 7th, that we should decide that we're going to take out all of the Jews. And so Mordecai, because he's so close to the kingdom, right, he, he was in position to hear, he heard about this plot and this plan. He began to pray and pray and pray to his God and he went into to mourning almost for a month and so Esther she heard about Mordecai being so distraught and she said to find out please what's going on with Mordecai why is he so upset so some of the people that that worked with her went and found out and Mordecai told her about the plot to take out the Jewish people and Esther was distraught as well. But she said, I, I can't do anything about this, even though she was very close and the king's favorite. She said, I can't do anything about this because he hasn't called me in a month to his palace. And I can't just go in there because you know that if you go in and you're not asked to come in, that you will be killed. You know, she was afraid she would be killed. And Mordecai said these famous words to her. Right here in Esther 4.14. He said, For if you remain silent at this time, liberation and rescue will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish, since you did not help when you had the chance. And who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this, And for this very purpose, you know what Esther did, she followed the God of her Bible that she knew. In fact, interesting enough, God is not mentioned in the book of Esther. That we see God's providential plan playing out. And we know that they were praying and they were seeking God and fasting. She said, would you fast for me? And all the Jewish people, would you fast for me three days? And then I am going to follow out the plan. I'm going to present to the king this whole scheme behind plans. And then at the last moment, she revealed who she was, that she was a Jew. And God worked behind the scene in his providential plan for such a time as this. He used Esther to save an entire race of people from genocide. This young little orphan girl. It's an incredible story. An incredible story of the faithfulness of God. Because she decided to step up in faith and let God use her for such a time as this. Isn't it interesting? As Pastor Rodney has been given this whole series on the winning family. In fact, if you've missed some of it, I highly encourage you to go back and listen on our YouTube channel. We also have a podcast. Did you know we have a podcast? You can listen while you're on the stairmaster. I know you all work out, right? Everybody's working out. So you can listen on the treadmill or on your jog in the morning and listen to these messages. They are so powerful, so timely. And one of his messages, he said that Barna Research states that only 4% of Gen Z has a biblical worldview. Do you remember when he said that? That was shocking. 4% of Gen Z has a biblical worldview. We are called. We can't get overcome by that. We are called to rise up for such a time as this because God wants to use you and he wants to use me to make a difference and an impact on this generation. We are here in Lake Nona, right here in one of the greatest places in America. You with me? Incredible place. We are here, not by accident. Maybe it feels like it's by accident. I'm sure Esther thought, what in the world am I doing here? Why am I here? It's crazy. I'm an orphan little girl. Why am I here? Well, God has put you here, and he's put me here for such a time as this, and we better not miss the opportunity. Amen? You with me? Okay, so I want to give you four choices that you can make every single day to live a life that is for such a time as this okay we're gonna have to go fast because that story is so long okay so you got your notes ready you got your pen ready with the little paper or you got your phone on the notes or you can even use our app if you have our app we have the notes section on our app they're all already in there for you just a little tip from the mama of the house okay You can use that to take your notes today. But how can I live for such a time as this? There's four choices we can make every day. The first one, I made them rhyme so you can remember them, okay? Get in alignment with your assignment. Get in alignment with your assignment. When you get in alignment for your assignment that God has created you for, you're getting in line with what God has called your purpose, your calling, in your life god has placed you he's created you uniquely ephesians two ten says that you are his masterpiece created in christ jesus to do great things that he planned for you long before you were even born I think the version that we put up there is we have become his poetry a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. God planned for you to sit right here today. In that seat that you're sitting in today, he planned for you to be here. Do you believe that? It's true. You're here on purpose, for a purpose. And God wants to use you to make a difference with your life. And the way we do that is by aligning our heart and our belief with God's word. Pastor Rodney's been talking about that all through this series. It's our true north. It is the way we know truth versus the lies of of the enemy we know the truth by aligning our hearts with God's word we get an alignment with our assignment so many of our young girls have believed the enemy's lies and they've got off their assignment maybe they don't even know Jesus yet and we're praying for that in their life but if they know Jesus And they're getting off alignment with their assignment. We need to remind them of who they are. We need to call it out in them that they are chosen by God. They have the very fingerprint of God upon their life. The Bible says that we are his magnum opus, his greatest work of art. That is you and that is me. That is our teenagers that are in the room today that is who God has called us to be for such a time as this we got to align ourselves and remind ourselves every single day of who we are and the best way to do that is to get in the Word of God and to get the Word of God into you we can't just read it and put it as a book on the table it's got to be inside of us we've got to believe what it says there are so many So many devotionals on the Bible app that you can read. So many great devotional Bibles that you can buy. And and just fill your heart and mind with the truth of God's word. Because life is not what you do in a day, but it's what you do daily. That's who we become. What we do daily over time is who we become and who we are and the belief and the truth in our heart. If we put the word of God into our heart every single day. Day, God will begin to align our hearts with his assignment for our life amen that is how we get in alignment with his assignment I declare we need to declare who I am and who I belong to whose I am every single day because we've got a society out there that's taking a lot a lot of withdrawals from our heart a lot of withdrawals from our children's hearts And we've got to make the deposit into our spirit every single day. Maybe it's you play some worship music, but get in the word of God every single day and deposit the truth in your heart and then begin to deposit that truth in your children, your grandchildren, your co-worker, the students in your classroom. Deposit the truth about them, that they are loved, they are capable, they are able, they are forgivable in Jesus name that is the truth about you and I and we have a calling and we have a purpose in our lives second Chronicles 16 9 says that the eyes of the Lord are searching the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him sometimes we feel so weak that we can't do this and we can't seem to get in alignment with our assignment that it seems way too big and i'm way too imperfect to get in alignment with that kind of queen type royalty assignment but i want to remind you that jesus came into this world to save sinners of which i am one and you are one right there is no one perfect no not one we stumble and we fall every single day but that doesn't mean we can't get back up and get in alignment with our assignment God wants to use you and me. He's not looking for perfect people. He's just looking for people that are purposed for him. God wants to use you and me. So get in alignment with our assignment. That's our first choice that we'll make. The second choice is to realize the season is for a reason that we're in. The season that we are in is for a reason that we have for our life. For such a time as this. We are all in different seasons in our life and different stages in our life. And the season that we are in is designed by God. It's for a reason. Right now, the season that you and I are in. By choosing this, we believe that the providential hand of God is working in our lives. And we can trust him with our heart no matter what the season looks like right now no matter what the challenge might be right now. The word providence comes from two root words, pro meaning before and video meaning to see. God sees beforehand and orchestrates events to accomplish his purposes. God took queen Vashti off the throne and then he gave the throne to Esther. Finally, he put the right people in the right place. Is God aligning your assignment and putting you in the right place? For a reason in this season can you sense it in your heart that God has put you somewhere for a reason you know we all have different seasons different age seasons we have young mamas and we have older grandmothers in the room today Uh, my we have a young mama on our staff that um, I don't know I probably wasn't supposed to say it but I just said it goodness They had a baby, and um, we're so excited for her. She's in this whole different season of motherhood than the season that I'm in. But she's in that season for a reason, and I'm, I'm in my season for a reason. We all have different seasons, age seasons. How about seasons of pain and suffering in our life? We're in that season for a reason. We don't always like it, and our world is not perfect but the pain and suffering that we go through allows us to grow in our spiritual strength if we allow God to help us through it. I'll never forget, for the, all of my life, the season that I walked through with my little seven-year-old boy, and I'm sure maybe you've heard this story before. But our son, Luke, was diagnosed with a hip disease when he was seven years old, and he ended up going into a wheelchair, and he was in that wheelchair for what we thought would be about six months, ended up being three years. It was a challenging season. I'm like God, you know, seven-year-old boy, full of life ready to play baseball with his friends and now his friends are out playing baseball and he's just sitting at home. God, I don't understand this season and I don't like this season. In fact, I hate it for him so much. But God used that season for a reason in my son's life. He used that season for a reason in my life. That pain, that suffering, I can walk along someone else and understand what they're going through now where I probably could have never understood. And our son picked up the guitar during that season. He began to play the guitar, and probably he never would have sat still that long to learn how to play an instrument. But now it's the very thing that God has purposed for his life. He's in alignment with his assignment. That's right. That season was for a reason. And you may question You know that doesn't make sense really it doesn't make sense why God would allow that to happen I don't want to understand it all all I know is God has used it all for good because we love him and we're called according to his purpose so I'm looking forward and I'm saying God use and empower my son use and empower my son for such a time as this for his generation to make a difference for you Jesus he loves you and you're going to put him on a platform to make a difference and bring many to Jesus amen but it came out of a season that was for a reason and that season was pain that may be a season that you're in in fact i know of many in you in this room that i pray with you and i love you and it's been a season of pain for you and suffering and sorrow God is going to use this season for a reason. I promise you, if you'll get in alignment and belief in his word, and you will pray that God will give you his perspective, that he is providential in the things that he is moving and aligning in your life for a reason. Your deepest life message will many times come out of your deepest pain the thing that God is going to use the most powerfully in your life, it may come out of your deepest pain. I've spent time with a young mother over the past few weeks that lost her son. I I can't even wrap my mind around it. But I know that God, as she continues to pursue God with her heart and soul every single day, She said to me, I'm starting to think about this word, purpose. I can't even wrap my mind around that, but God is at work in her life. And she's not going to allow this pain to rob her of the purpose that God has for her life. God is going to use her in a powerful, powerful way. You may be in that season of pain right now. I want to remind you of something that I thought was just so, so powerful. Did you know that God has a collection? You know, some people may collect baseball cards. Anybody collect baseball cards in the room? No? Okay. Spoons. Anybody collect spoons? Anybody collect quarters? My grandmother gave me a quarter from all the 51 states. Isn't that sweet? So sweet. Well, I don't know what you collect in Lake Nona, but let me know, okay? On the way out today, let me know what you collect. But God has his own collection. Do you know what God collects? Psalm 56.8 says, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. God is collecting our sorrows. He's collecting our tears Isn't that an incredible word, picture, and illustration of how much God loves us? He collects our tears. And those that come in his family, he says, I will comfort you, I will come alongside you, and I will give you strength in this time of sorrow. What comfort to know that our Heavenly Father is a tear collector. What comfort to know that he sees you. The Old Testament, there was a a woman that felt unseen. She felt hurt and betrayed by so many. And she called on God. She said, my God, the God who sees me. So you may feel alone in this season, but there's a reason you're walking through it. And your God sees you. In fact, he's collecting those tears that you cry. And he's walking beside you through this very season there's seasons of joy right so much fun and joy in certain seasons god is a part of those seasons as well god there's position seasons of position that he puts us in what position has god given you do you even realize it are you so frustrated and upset about some of the stuff going on at work or in your home or in your marriage or with your kids are you so upset and Frustrated that you cannot see the reason for the season you are in. But God has put you in this position in this season for such a time as this. We got to get in alignment with him and seek out his joy, his love, his peace, his patience, his kindness, his goodness. Those are the things that should come from our heart As we're in this season, as we seek him with all of our hearts, that mothering season that God maybe has you in right now. Maybe they're the children in your home. What an opportunity. What a gift that you get to pour into them. And we may get so focused on what the school is teaching them and what their friends are showing them and what's on their phone, but come on. The greatest influence in our children's lives are their parents. Don't let the enemy tell you otherwise. The greatest influence in our children's lives are are their parents. You are called for such a time as this. The enemy wants to distract us, frustrate us, get us off course. But we have to come back to the truth that I'm in this season for a reason. For such a time as this, God has given me the gift of these children for these moments that I'll never have back. I'll never get them back. So I must use each and every one of them to make an impact, to pour into, to make deposits into my children's lives, into my grandchildren's lives, into my workers, the person that I work next to, my co-worker, into... My children in my classroom, use me, God, for this reason because it's a season that you have me in and I know it is for a purpose and it's on purpose that you put me right where you have me. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, I've skipped a verse that's so important. E- Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything there is a season, a time and every purpose under heaven. God's assigned all the seasons for everything, there is a season and then it says in ecclesiastes 3:11 he has made everything beautiful in its time sometimes it takes a minute sometimes it takes a lot longer than we thought right but i want to encourage you to have patience in this season i see some of my friends we're praying for their adult children some have not spoken to them in years how painful is that season How difficult is that season that have walked away from God? But we are believing and trusting that God will make all things beautiful in his time. He will bring them home. He will restore relationships because our God is able, and he will. We have to pray through those seasons. And number three, get an alignment for your assignment, right? There's a reason for your season. Number three is turn your obstacles into opportunities. Ruth could have just seen the, excuse me, Esther, I keep wanting to call her Ruth. Esther could have just seen the obstacle in front of her because it was a huge obstacle. It's like, he has not called me and I cannot go to the king or I will die. This was about the biggest obstacle there is in life, right? Making a choice that I'm going to stand up for my people, I'm going to stand up for my God, I'm going to do the thing that God has called me to do. That's why she asked the people around her to pray for her, fast for her. This was huge, huge. But she saw it as an opportunity, not an obstacle. It was her opportunity to save her people, this young orphan child. It didn't seem like a likely candidate to save the people. But God uses unlikely candidates all the time who sees not the obstacle but sees the opportunity. Is that you? Can you make that choice? The things that are in front of you today that seem to be like huge obstacles in your life, can you see them as opportunities for such a time as this? For God to use you in an impactful way if you would just step forward and allow God to use you in that way. You know, I love what my son Luke says. He says, it depends on how you look at it. Right? Do you look at it as an obstacle or are you looking at it as an opportunity? It depends on how you look at it. We do this by choosing to have a different perspective that our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or imagine according to his riches, according to his power. We're looking at a huge obstacle right now, church. We got a piece of property down the road. Anybody remember that? Almost five acres. We're looking at... An obstacle because we don't have right now the money to purchase it. Many are going above and beyond and giving sacrificially. Praise God. Thank you for your faith. You see it as an opportunity. But we can't look at it as an obstacle. We got to look at it as the greatest opportunity that we've ever had as a church to reach this community for Jesus Christ. And we've got to step up together, believing that God can do the impossible. And What is my part? What can I do? And see it as an opportunity for God to use me and not allow it to be an obstacle, but an opportunity for God to reach thousands of people with the good news of Jesus, with the hope that is found in Jesus, with the freedom that is found in Jesus, with the peace that is found in Jesus that this community needs. God wants to use us to make it an opportunity of a lifetime. It just depends on how you look at it, right? You know, when the 12 spies went into the promised land, I don't know if you remember this story. Uh, It's recorded in Numbers. The 12 spies went into the promised land. They were going to check it out because God had promised the land to them. But they were going to go in and check it out and just see and make sure it was an opportunity and there were no obstacles in the way. Well, guess what was in the way? These huge giants were in the land. But out of the 12, 10 of them said, oh, it's the giants. They're huge. There's no way we can go over and cross over into this land. It just must not be God's will because this is a huge obstacle. and We're not able to do this. But there were two that saw something different. In fact, they said how big the grapes were over in the land. They didn't see the giants. They saw the big grapes. The provision of God in the land. I love what the scripture says in Numbers 14, 24 when he talked about Caleb. He said, it was Caleb and Joshua were the two. He said, but my servant Caleb because he has a different spirit. It depends on the way you look at it, right? Right? He had a different spirit and has followed me fully. I will bring into the land into which he entered and his descendants shall shall take possession of it. Because he had a different spirit. That's the kind of spirit he wants you and I to have. For such a time as this, we're called to have a different spirit. In fact, the Bible calls us a peculiar people. We're just different. If as Jesus followers, as mamas, as grandmothers, as husbands, as wives, as leaders, wherever you are, because wherever you are, God has given you influence over someone. Even if you don't believe it, he has. And people are looking to you to kind of, to see the kind of spirit that you have. Do you have the spirit as Joshua and Caleb had, a different spirit? kind of spirit that stands out and stands up, that is bold and bright for Jesus, that we might make a difference and seize the opportunities in front of us. Instead of seeing them as obstacles, we will see them as opportunities in front of us. Our God is bigger, so we got to focus on him. We got to decide what we're going to focus on. We can either focus on the giants every day or we can focus on those grapes. We can focus on the goodness that God has for us in the land that he has for us. And I love what uh, Esther talks about in her story towards the end. And it says, and quite the opposite thing happened than what they expected. Because Esther went in and approached the king. And she was able to turn his heart for him to see her as she was, that she was a Jew. And he was able, God was able to turn the king's heart. God is able to do these things. The Bible says that God guides and directs the king's heart. Esther 9.1 says, remember on March 7th when they were to exterminate the Jews? It says, so on March 7th, the two decrees of the king were put into effect. On that day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them. But quite the opposite thing happened. It was the Jews who overpowered their enemies. They, Esther, turned her obstacle into an incredible opportunity to save an entire nation. God wants to use us. It may be a small thing in our eyes, but it may be big in somebody else's eyes. Maybe that text that you need to send to somebody and you, you're just afraid that it might You know, might bother them or maybe it might even offend them, but God has put on your heart to send it or that phone call to make today, maybe to a child or to a mother that you've allowed a relationship, an offense to hold you separated from each other. Can we look at today as an opportunity instead of an obstacle that God might just want to use you today to break down the walls for his glory? So that he can bring you into the land that he has for you. A land that is abundant and full. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that we might have life and to the full. He wants you to live that kind of life. And the last point, the last choice that we can make. You got to hang on to your seat for this one. Or hang, listen tight for this one, okay? I made this up. And Rodney's like, I don't know if I really understand that. Okay. (laughs) But you guys with me? You ready for it? Encourage your God given courage within. Encourage your God given courage within. David says, I have to encourage myself in the Lord. Sometimes we got to encourage ourselves, right? Sometimes we have to take this word, courage, and encourage. They are related words stemming from the French word encourager. Hey, how about that? From in, to make, or put in, and cour, which means heart. The basic premise of the word encourage is to instill confidence and hope, to give heart. To have courage is to be confident, brave. bright bold and beautiful to be confident and to have courage is to encourage and to give heart how many of you need some to give some heart today to yourself to just encourage your heart maybe you've been walking through a really busy season maybe you just need to take a second and encourage the courage within you maybe the enemy's got you fearful you know that tiger's when they uh, are attacking their prey, they roar, and the prey stand still because they're afraid of the roar. Not necessarily the tiger. Maybe they didn't see it, but they're afraid of the roar. It was so loud. The enemy is prowling, roaring about like a lion or a tiger. He's making a loud roar, and he is silencing his pe- uh, the people of God. But we need to stand up and, and recognize That we can run and we can run to Jesus because he will fill us and he will encourage us. He will give us heart. He will make us bold, bright, and beautiful for him. We don't have to listen to the lies of the enemy. We don't have to listen to the lies of our culture because we, as women, we are daughters of the king. As men, you are sons of the king of kings. He has called you for such a time as this to rise up. Do not be fearful of the enemy because you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Encourage the courage within you. You've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. That is why our life groups are so very important because you're getting yourself around like-minded people that love Jesus, that believe the truth of God's word, and you're encouraging each other, standing bold together, praying prayers of faith together, believing that God can do the impossible. You're encouraging the courage within you. It's so important that you not insulate yourself, or isolate yourself, but you insulate yourself with the people of God, with the power of God, with a circle of friends that you can do life with that will stand with you through the tough, through the joy, through the pain, through the celebration. They will stand with you and pray with you. That's why we do life groups around here, so that you can be known. And pastored and loved through some seasons of your life. God wants us to take advantage of the opportunity that's right in front of you. But it takes heart. It takes heart to do this. It takes boldness to do this, to live for such a time as this. But I want to remind you that you are called you are chosen. You are his masterpiece. You are his magnum opus. You are the greatest desire of his heart because he sent Jesus, his one and only son, to die for you. And we can fix our focus on Jesus and know that he not only died, he was buried in three days. He arose from the grave so that we can have life, life to the full, and life at home in heaven one day when we pass from this world and you know what the bible says that we have a great cloud of witnesses that is cheering us on right now they're cheering you on they're saying take courage take courage they're cheering you on you can do this you can make a difference you were created on purpose for such a time as this such a time as this I love this quote which is kind of interesting but I'm gonna put a little twist on it by Winston Churchill he said there comes a special moment in everyone's life a moment for which that person was born that special opportunity When he seizes it, will fulfill his mission, a mission for which he is uniquely qualified. In that moment, he finds greatness. It is his finest hour. I love that quote. It's awesome. But I want to challenge his thought. Because we were made for such a time as this. We were made for today. Not just one moment, for many moments. Today, this moment, the mom with baby in hand, that mom with the house full of children under the age of six, the mom with the middle schooler that's being bullied at school, that mom with the defiant teenager, that high school that's being so defiant and so hurtful, that mom of that adult daughter that is struggling with anxiety and depression in a city across the country that she can't be with her. That beautiful woman with tears in her eyes and the heart as she walked into church today and doesn't know if she will ever be able to be a mom. That middle school teacher that doesn't know if she can go to work tomorrow because she feels overwhelmed. That single mom that feels She could do it. She could use a helping hand today. That nurse, that doctor that just doesn't know if her heart can handle the emotional pain that she will encounter today. That business executive feeling excited yet overwhelmed by the position she has been put in, wondering if she can fulfill the expectations. To that grandmother that starts her everyday feeling Inadequate to help, yet feeling so burdened for her family, as she falls to her knees in prayer. Today is your finest hour. You have been given a, design, a divine. You have been given a divine assignment. You will find purpose in this season. You will choose to turn your obstacles into opportunities with God's power. You will rise up with courage and with heart. You are the girl for the job, and you are not alone. You were made for such a time as this. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for this day that you set aside in time. We'll never have this day again, so we just will live it to the full. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, God. May it go forth in power. May the seeds that have been planted today rise up and become great oaks for you, God. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. Father, I pray that if you have spoken to their hearts today, Lord, I pray that they would lean into you and listen to you and your Holy Spirit drawing them to you. Today as we have our eyes closed and our heads bowed, God has just been speaking to your heart today and this all sounds great. But as a friend of mine recently, as we walked into her home and she was needing so much help, but she didn't have the power of God inside of her. Maybe today that's the feeling that you have. It's just that you're missing something. Well, that something is not a religion, but it's a relationship with Jesus. And he wants to fill your heart today. And it's as simple as praying this prayer. The prayer is simple. But the price is high because God gave his only son, Jesus, for you to die for your sin, to forgive you, to give you victory because he rose from the grave. So if today you want to pray this prayer with me, you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit will come and live in your heart. And the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, will guard your heart and mind. And I would just like to give you the opportunity to pray this prayer today. You can pray it in your heart after me. Father, thank you for this day. I believe that Jesus is the perfect son of God that gave his life for me. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. He died for my sin. He was buried and he rose again. I confess to you that I'm not perfect and I need a savior. I accept Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I'm going to shift my life. I'm going to rethink the way I'm living, and I'm going to live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. While we have our heads bowed and our eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer with me today, would you let me know just by slipping up your hand? Just just slip it up real quick and let me know if you prayed that prayer today. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Heaven is celebrating. Heaven is celebrating. God, we thank you so much for those that made this commitment to follow after you today. We thank you, God. We pray you bless them, that you protect them, provide for them, and your power would fill them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. in your life.